Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, how would you take like a one to two sentence idea and make it into a campaign? Yeah, sure. So one of the things that that reminds me of is I was reading, um, I think it was uh, Olson Scott Card is the writer yes. of the Ender's, uh, Game. Ender's Game series. And he said that back in like the 70s or maybe it was in his high school or something like that, he had this concept of a battle, like a battle um, simulator in a sci-fi adventure. Well, that idea, of course, doesn't lead to you writing 12 books or whatever in the series right now, you know, in one movie. Um, but what it did lead to him doing is realizing to start building off, like, why would a, what civilization would need that kind of scenario? What kind of history would go into needing a battle scenario? Um, if you're not familiar with the Ender's Game stuff, they have, it's really kind of a cool concept. Uh, it won't ruin the movie for you or the book. Um, definitely excellent read and watch. But they have a, the whole thing was based on a concept of a, kind of like a danger room-esque thing where basically you're in a zero-G environment like you're in space. And you're basically just trying to, in, in some way or form, kind of a capture the flag type of scenario. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to get to the other side and um, take over the person's base. And you have little light guns. And if you shoot somebody's armor or something, it'll actually the constrict. It'll constrict yep. so you can lock their arms and legs. And there's a couple of really cool spots in there where, you know, the guy realizes, wait, if I shoot my own legs and just start tumbling and rolling at people and they shoot my legs, nothing really matters. I sell my arms and I'm using it as a shield and yep. using dead bodies as a shield. I mean, they're not dead, but they're like frozen and it's kind of crazy all the we stuff in there. We only need a certain amount of people to capture the base, so we use the rest of us to huddle into a ball and we just yeah. create a mobile shield for them. Yeah. Just all these cool military tactics. Well, of course, it leads to an entire intergalactic type of war and all these other things. And so that said, like, how do you take a concept like a war game scenario and move it into an actual full-fledged campaign? And I think what you do is you do exactly what Olson Scott Carr did, which is you ask, well, what, uh, what kind of world would require that to be a thing? What kind of history requires that to be a thing? Why are people using that? What's going on with it? So I would say let's pivot to an idea. Do you have an idea for something? Corrupted angels. Okay, corrupted angels. So we have a cool concept around, I want to do with uh, angels that have fallen from their their spot. So if we look at angels in a D&D &D world, angels typically serve a god. Um, and because of their alignment to be lawful good or mostly lawful good, they typically then only serve good deities. Mm -hmm. If you want... Other things like that, you could probably make up your own angels that follow, you know, they, they follow other evil deities and they have an alignment very similar. But regardless, what would happen if an angel was following something like the god of Palor, which is in, at least in the three, five scenario, uh, a lawful good deity, I believe he's lawful good. Um, and that, uh, you know, and he demands, um, well, he demands respect and, <laughs> and, uh, alignment to his own beliefs. And these angels are there, are his messengers and his enforcers. And so what happens if, like, what world could you create where an angel is no longer serving Paylor because Paylor did something that the angel found to be incomprehensible? Mm -hmm. That's one way to go. So you create a world um, where maybe Paylor decides that he needs to kill off a bunch of people because they're not following what he wanted them to do. And the angel determines that that, that murder is actually an evil act. 
in his brain. Yep. And so he can't do it anymore. You could also have the opposite where you could have a bigger demon yeah. basically corrupt the angel. So now it's more of kind of like a fiendish thing, but it's not a demon. Yeah, so that's like a Tolkien understanding mm-hmm. of the world where all of the monsters in the world are basically functionally fallen elves or fallen, you know, high-powered other things. Yeah. Twisted over time. So, yeah, you could have a, an angel that gets captured and after a millennia, it's twisted into, you know, uh, a fallen angel that has uh, Stockholm Syndrome, mm-hmm. basically. Um, you could create a scenario where maybe there's... Um, some sort of artifact that has the ability to destroy just angels. It doesn't destroy them in like terms of killing them, but it destroys their morality. It destroys their alignment. Um, it's just like this greater artifact that you're trying to race against to stop this other wizard from obtaining mm-hmm. because they want to use it to basically, you know, take over one of the angelic realms. Um, Let's see. There's, let's see. Another reason you could use a fallen angel or have a fallen angel theme is that you could actually use a a fallen angel as a betrayer. So there's a lot of things that have polymorph, including angels that can do polymorph self. So what if there is a creature who's not an angel whatsoever, but always appears to you as if there's some sort of like planetar or solar, something like that. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to, you know, Dude, the Blues Brothers, you're on a missions from God type of scenario where you guys are always thinking you're following the will of a deity. And in reality, what you're doing is you're messing things up for that deity, but you're being duped because of, you know, certain amount of spells and things. And this would work really well with like a lower level character who can't yet do some of the detections or wouldn't mm-hmm. think about doing the detections as it were. And so that's one thing to think about as a, like a fallen angel because it's not technically fallen but yeah. it looks like it's fallen so i don't know i guess that's an example maybe seven examples or six where we did where you just take in uh, what you think is a good idea and you figure out well how do I, would I work this in and i would say just start creating a world or a story where that would make sense yeah and then tease it out little by little to your players or give it to them wholesale. I mean, obviously, if they're being duped, don't give it to them wholesale. Tease that out when they got to figure it out. But other than that, uh, I think that's how most stories and most campaigns actually get built. Is somebody has a, a little bit of a story that doesn't feel like it's much of anything. But with just a little bit of work, you could pretty much uh, change over, you know, change how you think about it and uh, create a pretty decent little, little storyline. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.